It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. Well, after seeing some of that footage of that Norwegian cruise ship, furniture flying all over the place, it looked terrifying. I don't think I'll ever go on a cruise. It was on the seas for about 24 hours before they towed it back into shore. Well, there's some telltale signs that you might be on a bad cruise. When the first stop is the Goddard Salt Mine. Yeah, you're probably on a, it's not a cruise ship. Uh, Just a quick stop to load up some grain. By the way, we're having grain for dinner. Get to work. Uh, When your cruise is co-sponsored by the Coast Guard Search and Rescue Team, you may not want to be on that cruise. That's a telltale sign. When you see Titanic director James Cameron and a camera crew just waiting around to film something. You don't know what they're going to film. You might be on a bad cruise. But they're weirdly silent. Uh, When you're on board entertainment is the Billy Ray Cyrus cover band fakey breaky heart oh not a good cruise ship not a good cruise ship they can't even get billy the restaurant's called the cafeteria or the mess hall or your captain's name is tom hanks oh you know oh. that ship's going down that ship's going down if tom hanks is at the helm that ship is going down get off immediately get off that ship Ontario's education minister, Lisa Thompson, she said something defending the plan to increase high school class sizes. Got a lot of people rolling their eyes. The logic. She says it's going to make students more resilient. Bigger classroom sizes will prepare them better for university and college where classroom sizes are traditionally bigger. We get the logic, so here's some other ideas the education ministry could do to better prepare kids for the real world. Well, we want to prepare them for the terrible things that are going to happen in their life. You know, maybe we could wax down the hallways, make them real slippery, better prepare them for winter winter driving in Canada, by that logic. And don't let them wear studded shoes either. That should be illegal as well. Here on County, students should be allowed to use Facebook for half the day at school so they get used to having an office job. Pretty well what you're doing at the office. Maybe more roughhousing on the schoolyard to better prepare them for a future hockey career, if that seems to be their interest. That's a good idea. Or or maybe they should switch the teacher every few days. Prepare the kids for future on and off relationships. Yeah, like you can swipe right on a teacher. Or just take the teachers away altogether so kids learn how to teach themselves natural leadership oh i was just settling down to head to bed i had my pajamas on get the call from my son dad i'm in the ditch again (laughs) again this happened a couple months ago it did i don't know what's going on he's a good driver evidently not he hit another (laughs) patch of ice i mean i guess statistically he's on the road a lot driving back and forth to work said he was going 75 ish 75 ish so he said Okay. Hit a rough patch, going to save him. And I got to thinking, it took about an hour, hour and a half for a tow truck to get there. So there's a lot of quiet time in the van, put it that way. <laughs> a lot of awkward <laughs> silence. <laughs> and I was questioning him, like, were you doing this, that? He's like, no, I was just driving along. And he said he even learned from the last mistake not to, like, turn on the brakes. He was trying to shift down and gain control. Oh, sometimes you learn the hard way. It got me thinking. I got to telling him back in the day, I had one of those dad talks with him. Back in my day, we didn't have cell phones. When I grew up in the 40s. We barely had electricity. Seriously, you couldn't call CAA. You couldn't call your mom or dad to bail you out. You had to handle it. You had to get out of the car, scan the horizon, look for a pole light, walk toward that pole light, hoping that there's a farm there, a farmer up to knock on the door, the farmer. Yeah, they come down in their pajamas and like, uh, can I borrow your phone? It's those hussies again. Oh, God. (laughs) Those hussy boys got in a crash. They never learn. Now the next generation's doing it. It's damn hussies. <laughs> Bunch of breeders. Bunch of car crashing breeders, those hussies. <laughs> Kate, if you, you went in the ditch, what's, Call your, first, Kate. What was, what's what, your first what's response? Your instinct? What's your instinct? Call my mom. <laughs> yeah. 
Come on. Oh, my God. A crash. <laughs> In your defense, my first thing I would do would be to call CAA. So CAA, You would call your mom. CAA for me is like my new dad. Yeah. Adult dad to come save me in the ditch. Is there something you want to talk about? What? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have an absentee father? You're like, CAA's my CAA. new dad. <laughs> They're there for me. My dad never rescued me in the like, ditch. This hussy guy calls every week. <laughs> Doesn't have car issues. He just wants to talk. So yeah, so you get a hold of the farmer. And surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, farmers are good people. They would get up on the tractor, bring out a chain, and often pull you right out of the ditch. Then you go to offer them money, and they'd be like, nope. It's just what I do. It's your own county, man. That's how you survive. That's how county. you survive in the country, dude. You, you hook each other up. Yeah. It's not like the city where it's like, eh, it's going to cost you. They're like, no, I need you to look after me at some point in the future. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook you up right now. Yeah. And then you'd bring them a pie or cookies next day. There you go. Yeah. Big scandal on Parliament Hill yesterday. Federal conservatives were trying to delay this vote. Long story short, at one point during the 30-hour marathon, everybody was getting peckish, including our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, who got called out. Here's the clip. We all know that the rules of the House do not permit us to eat in this place. Uh, a number of people were eating uh, in their seats, uh, including the Minister of Defence, the Minister of Canadian Heritage, and the Prime Minister, who appeared to be hiding a bagel in his desk. <laughs> oh, the Prime Minister oh. was hiding a bagel. <laughs> But wait, there's holes in this story. Oh, shame on you. That was you. a bagel joke. Trudeau clarifies what it actually was. I apologize. It was a chocolate bar. It's a chocolate, chocolate bar. Perhaps the liberals are up to their old Twix. Shame uh-huh. on you. Uh-huh. He says he's a feminist. But why was he eating a Mr. Big chocolate bar? Mr. Uh, Big. Like a double standard. And the way he's handling the SEN Lavalin scandal, I'd say it was a Butterfinger. Nicely done. A true Canadian PM would have drunk straight up maple syrup or had an Nanaimo bar, butter tart perhaps. Some ketchup chips, a poutine perhaps. So many scandals in Parliament. If this is the issue that's affecting our Parliament, we're doing okay. Well, it's the dessert that's sweeping the dessert world. It's not sweeping Uh, anything. You're making that up. You're the lying media. Stop making things up. Shocking the dessert world, Shocking is more appropriate. Cheetos and mayonnaise-flavored ice cream. What the f***? Yeah. Oh, nothing could sound worse. Okay, it looks good. Imagine crunched up Cheetos, the Cheetos powder on a soft serve cone flavored like mayonnaise. No, the mayonnaise, dude. Again, I asked what, and I want you to be specific. The don't like mayonnaise? No, dude. Millennials don't have a relationship with mayonnaise. It does nothing. It does nothing. It tastes bad. Maybe adds a touch of moisture, but dude, there's other options. Guacamole. Bizarre old people foods. It's just like mushed up eggs and vinegar. I think. I don't even know what it is. Mayonnaise and Cheeto dust. I think I'm going to try some. Yeah, yeah. Well, not really. <laughs> you do that, buddy, and you report back. Maybe if Hellman's freezes over. A woman gave birth to six babies in nine minutes. That's 90 seconds per kid. That is insane. First of all, the odds of having sex toplets in the first place are one 4.7 billion. Then the odds of having them that fast. And then the odds of having two sets of twin boys and one set of twin girls in one shot are next to nothing. This woman's got to go out and play the lottery. She's going to need that lottery money with six kids right now. No kidding. The thing about this is this woman's got great ammunition against these kids the rest of their life. She's getting them ready ready for school. She's yelling, the van's leaving in 10 minutes. Hurry up. I delivered the whole lot of you faster than it's taking you to get in the car. 
I don't know if other families have this problem, but the charging cables never seem to be around. You're an iPhone family, so you all use the same cable. They disappear. At one point, we had about six to eight chargers. But where do these chargers go? We've been finding a few in the laundry. Damn. The dryer actually eats them. We found them in that little compartment where the dryer puts all the excess stuff. Dryer's hungry. Down to one crappy cable. Fighting over it all the time. It's mine. We went on like this for months. Finally, one of my sons went out to a gas station in desperate need of a cable one night. Got one extra cable. Finally, ordered some more cables. It's like a six-pack of cables. There's pizza in the house. Your wife cries less. Your son's happy again. Yeah, it's great. I set up little charging stations. I set these stations up because I wanted to know that when I went and sat on, say, that couch or went to bed, that there would always be a charger there. I don't know where they've gone already. Your problem was caring about your family. (laughs) I even set them up their own individual stations and they still took them away. I ran extension cords. Extension cords! I took time. Keep the chargers in their stations. Son, that was a 10-foot cord. (laughs) You were looking at the weekly flyers for an extension cord. I got excited. As a dad, I feel like it's like your mission in life to hook people up with extension cords. Seriously, man. Like, we used to make fun of my dad because he'd get (laughs) random-ass items from garage sales. And then a couple years later, he'll be like, remember that vent cover I bought from a garage sale years ago that you made fun of me? Well, now we need a new vent. Well, we all have that hook or that box just full of extension cords. Sometimes I feel like I'm just sitting around waiting to extend power, waiting to help somebody. No, man, it's like like prophecy. Like you buy that thing or you come into possession of something, you're like, what am I going to need this for? And then it's like it's foretold in the Bible. It's like, you will need this one day for a great adventure. And your son comes to you, he's like, dad, quick, I need a 50-foot extension cable. And you're like, I'll be right there. It was bestowed to me upon by the Lord. Oh, yes, I got a 50-footer. How about a 60-footer? So you you have a little bit of slack. I love you so much, Father. Oh, yeah. I probably have an extra extension cord I can hook you up with, Fatty. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. It's amazing. You can extend the power from this place to this place. Isn't it magic, son? It's magic. I know how extension cords work, Dad. A woman stabbed her boyfriend in the face after a pair booted from a Brian Adams concert. How could you get mad at a Brian Adams concert? Well, here's what happened. Fan became angry when she moved near his seat to be closer to the stage. You know those people that inch their way up to get closer to the stage? Brutal. So they got in a fight with someone else, got kicked out of the concert. Girl really mad at the boyfriend because this was their big expensive night out. So they get home. She throws a pot of macaroni salad at him. I got things going. And then they started fighting and somehow a knife came out. Somehow he got stabbed in the face and it just escalated from there. After all that great Brian Adams music. That's tough, man. Cuts like a knife. Maybe they got too inspired. (laughs) I mean, if the man had died, surely he would have gone to heaven. Thought he'd died and gone to heaven. I mean, to that lady, I say he won't be going back to you. I'm gonna run from you. (laughs) But I think they ended up making up. Please forgive me. Sang that to her. Made it all better. I mean, she sure made a night to remember. Ah, ha, ha. I like to think I'm an honest person, but if someone makes a mistake and delivers something to your home by accident, you're faced with that dilemma. Do I keep it? So Buddy ordered, what was it, a 74-inch television? Yeah. Received an 86-inch television. Okay, so an additional 12 inches. That's a lot of inches. It was the delivery company's, like a third-party fault. Yeah. Police questioned him about it because the delivery people realized the mistake. 
Meanwhile, he's already got it mounted to his wall. He plays dumb. A couple days later, whole SWAT team comes to his house. The SWAT team? <laughs> yeah. They come in his window and they're coming for this TV. For a TV? Were there, was there drugs in the TV? No, it was just they accused him of stealing this 86-inch. And I got to thinking, if an 86-inch showed up to my house and I knew I had ordered a TV anyway, I might just consider it an honest mistake. And, well, I'll just keep it. It's too much hassle to return it. I'd probably do the same thing and, like, hey, what's a few extra inches? Yeah, a few extra inches. Yeah. I'm a little particular about TVs because I want to pick the specific TV that's the right size for the room, has all the features I want. I feel like just out of necessity, I would return the TV because it's probably not what I need. Not because I'm honest, just because like this this isn't what I wanted. Well, say, say it's the exact same TV you ordered, but just bigger. Yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, I might do that. <laughs> that's a tough one, though. But like... If if Domino's sent over like an extra large pizza when I ordered a medium, I'd probably keep my mouth shut. Be like, hey, this is a 16-inch pizza. I ordered a 12. Yeah. I'd I'd probably be okay with that mistake. Well, and you can justify it because you're thinking, I may as well eat it. If I send it back, it's just going to go to waste. Or periodically the gas station will have premium for the price of regular because they're at a regular. Yeah. So, you get, so you get the really good gas. Bonus. For the cheaper price. And I'm not going to bat an eye at a gas company losing a little bit of change. And I was raised, uh, my dad's minister, right? And we didn't have much money. Not the- because he was a minister, but because there was nine kids to feed. Well, both. So when things like this happened to us, we just looked at it as a blessing from the Lord. <laughs> The Lord gave us an 86-inch television. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just justified it that way. Thank you, Lord. Thank for you. Oh, yes. Mistake that was meant to be. Bless us this sharp Aquas television. So I think I still have a little bit of that. Like, wow, we should feel blessed. We got two large pizzas instead of two small. Thank you, Jesus. The cook at Domino's getting fired. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> They found a very unique creature in the animal kingdom. It's a a jellyfish-like creature, and they say it has a transient anus. It appears every time it needs to defecate, and then it disappears, and the next time it has to defecate, it creates another orifice. Whenever it needs to, it makes a new asshole. Yeah. Different spot every time. <laughs> what an incredible adaptation. Sounds like a nightmare. Imagine we had to deal with this. Uh, uh, boss, uh, my transient anus has appeared on my forehead. Want me to come into work? I have forehead soul this morning, yeah. boss. So I can't come in. <laughs> it would suck if you're on the job at Bruce Power and you have to, <laughs> in your shoe. Appears on your elbow yeah. one day. Soul appears in your shoe. <laughs> it's like, oh, I filled up my work boost with boss. I don't know. I I like to know that my anus is in the same place all the time. It's good to have a reliable... Yeah, reliable. It's there when you need it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's there when you you just give give it a good clean every once in a while and you're good. You don't need a, a transient anus. An incredible adaptation, though. Hats off to this jellyfish for creating such a thing. Wonderful. I wanted to talk about this story because I love saying that word. Elixir. It's one of those old-timey words we don't really use anymore. Yeah, it just sounds so powerful. Get me the elixir. I feel like I'm watching Indiana Jones. (laughs) Yeah. Pass me the elixir, Indy. They found an elixir of immortality in a 2,000-year-old Chinese tomb. That's BS right away because they found it in a tomb. Yeah, clue number one that the elixir 
doesn't what? work. Yeah, it was in a tomb. In a tomb. Yeah. Next to a dead guy. Yeah, the person next to it, dead. <laughs> for a long, long time. They thought what they were finding was wine, but now they're realizing it was an elixir that's talked about in old books. Second clue that it probably doesn't work is that it was a mixture of potassium nitrate, which is used in meat processing, fertilizers, and fireworks. Is that what Huron County smells like in yeah, the spring? it does. <laughs> is that what I'm smelling? Yeah. Potassium nitrate? I think so. And alanite, which is used to manufacture alum, which is used in pickling and baking powder. Right. So basically, it turns you into a pickled bomb. Yeah, pickling's good. Pickling preserves things. It'll make you live forever. I get where the math adds up there. Yeah. Still works better than a lot of those shakes your girlfriends are selling on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Buy my Herbalife shake. It's healthy for you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe what they need to do is call it Buy my elixir of immortality. Yeah. That's what they need to do. You get my staff discount, 2.5% off. (laughs) I don't know. My Facebook is flooded with those people who are selling shakes. Essential oils. Elixir oils. Yeah. I think we can make a fortune here. Just put elixir in front of anything. Yeah. It sounds good. Can I give you my credit card right on the air or should I give it to you off mic? Google Maps, they've added photo radar warnings for drivers now. Yeah, it'll tell you in that nice voice, speed camera ahead. That's a great idea. Oh, you should have that voice. You think so? You should do the voice of Google. We should have some local warnings. There should be warnings for everything, especially in the springtime. Warning, Jim Deepstra just spread manure. Foul smell ahead. Yeah. I'd like to know. That's coming up soon. It's going to be March in Huron County, and it's going to smell like crap soon. I'd like to know when to get the clothespin out. Continue along Highway 8. Warning, beautiful sunset ahead. Please keep your eyes on the road. Hard to drive along 21 and not look at the sunset when you're supposed to be looking at the road. This is true. Warning, we are approaching the beach. Watch for garbage. That's town of Goddard specific. Sometimes there's a little too much garbage down there. Yeah, a little too much. Co-op Kate is here and she said that she found her prom dress. Congratulations. Thank you. How many prom dresses did you try on before you found the one? I just feel like it's the one. Probably too many. (laughs) What's too many? Because when I go clothes shopping, I'll try on like four pairs of jeans and then it's like, I'm tired of this. This is done. Yeah. Was it more than four dresses? It was a lot more than four. It was probably like a good 15. We went to like two other places before I found one. (laughs) And those aren't easy to put on. No, they're not. They're complicated. Yeah, that's a big job. Now, is it true they say when they finally find the dress that the dress chose me? I didn't choose the dress. It chose me. Did you have that feeling? I guess we kind of did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to humor you, old man, and say yes, I did. I find this as I'm getting older, like you're, even as a guy, I have big legs and a big butt, so when I find a pair of jeans that fit, that match Magical pair. It's like, wow, these fit. The waist comes up to the right thing. It fits my butt, fits my bottom part of my legs. It's a beautiful thing. It's nice, dude. Yeah. It's real nice. So I totally get it's like, oh, these are the ones. I know the love handles aren't like sagging over top totally. of the jeans. It's it called muffin top. Covers, covers my muffin top a little <laughs> Which bit. Which is weird because the, muff, the top of the muffin's the best part. Mm-hmm. It totally is. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of your muffin top. Ladies and guys. That's right. I'm glad you found your prom dress. Weather Network finally apologized for standing in front of Manitoba all these years. Yeah, in front of the weather map. So we decided maybe we should apologize for the towns we've made fun of. For example, our apologies to Eggmanville mm-hmm. for calling you Seaforth's jockstrap. You're more like Seaforth's new running shoes that they want the other students to notice. Yeah. I'd like to apologize to Carlo. Carslo. It does sound like all your tires are flat, but beside the point. We often joke that there are only two houses there. 
There's at least three. Three and a half if you count the broke down church. Yeah, we'll give you that. I mean, we're just bitter we have to slow down because we're in such a rush to get to Auburn. Speaking of Auburn, I'd like to apologize for calling you the Bend Before Blyeth. You're a real town too. You've got like two stores. We love you. There's that place there. Our apologies to Ethel for saying you have a grandma name for a town name. Auburn and Amberley have the same issues. And they have a new stop sign. You're a real boy now. Our apologies to Mount Carmel for pointing out not as much Carmel as advertised. More of a hill, less a mountain. Yeah, but they're sweet people. Sorry to Saltford for calling you Lower Town Godrich. We're just jealous up here because they got that view of the river and the lake. And the highway. We should actually be called Saltford on the Hill. We should be. There's this case going on in the Supreme Court. 56-year-old says he was the victim of bullying after a supervisor repeatedly farted near him, often thrusting his backside at his face. He would thrust the farts at him? Yeah, as many as six times a day. He's suing for $1.8 million, but the judge sided with the other guy, saying that, no, that's not a form of bullying. I'd say it's a form of bullying. It's horrible. That seems bad, but there are equal crimes. I worked in this office once where this guy every single morning would bring in boiled eggs and avocado and it just reeked. Bring it right into the office and it stank. And like, it's like it's his breakfast, but like boiled eggs, dude, like every day. Hey, I apologize before I open it. <laughs> before I open the container. To be clear, Matt Hussey, every day, yeah. boiled eggs, avocado, tomato, and some cheese lately. And they're really potent too, because I take them right out of the pan and put them into the Tupperware. And then when I open it here, like the smoke monster on Lost, you don't know if it's going to kill you or not. Yeah. Yeah. And is it a person? Does it think? The blockbuster hit Freddie Mercury biopic Bohemian Rhapsody. It opened in China. People were confused, though, because it was heavily censored. It was edited to remove any mention of his sexuality, for one, and then later his AIDS diagnosis. Basically, the whole story. That's half the arc in the movie. Yeah. He discovers his, he believes he's bisexual, then he realizes he's gay, and then he hooks up with a bunch of people, and that's like a massive arc in the movie, and then he gets sick, and we learn about his health decline, the movie's like 12 minutes without all that stuff. Yeah, so people were confused. All of a, First, he's with Mary Austin, and then all of a sudden, they're not together. <laughs> and then they must be thinking in the theater, what, she didn't like his teeth? I don't know. There's just no explanation for it. It's like taking the boxing out of Rocky, man. It's just like Sylvester Stallone teasing up to a boxing match, and yeah. you're like, oh, I did it! And then all of a sudden, it's over. It's like taking the guns out of The Godfather. It might not be what you're eating or the lack of exercise that's making you a little overweight. It might be the dust in your home. Explain. Are we just looking for any excuse? Yeah. Dust contains chemicals from common household products like detergents, cleaners, cosmetics, things like that. Young kids get exposed to the dust. 60 to 100 milligrams each day. Researchers found that these chemicals that are in the dust in your home, if given to fat cells in a lab, the fat cells just eat them right up. So it's not the potato <laughs> chips. No. It's not the lasagna. It could be the dust in it's your home. It's not the pasta and the four pounds of cheese. It's not the fries. It's because you didn't Swiffer yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. If we, maybe if we start Swiffering our kids, they'll uh, be healthier. Do you have your jacket on? Do you have your knapsack? Wait, I didn't Swiffer you yet today. Okay, put your arms out. I got to Swiffer you. Got to dust you. Make sure you Swiffer the kids before they go to school today. Yeah. It's good for their health. important. This dude pulled off an elaborate scam. Stole $99 million from Facebook. 
$99 million and $23 million from Google. And it's kind of simple. Really easy. All he did was send Google and Facebook invoices for items neither of them had purchased. Found the address for their accounting companies. And it's usually done by separate people. So they just mailed them out checks. He just mailed an invoice and was like, you guys owe me five grand. And they're like, we're Google and Facebook. Five grand is chump change. Here's money. Yeah, insane. This was pretty elaborate. He had contracts and letters that he forged and made it look all official. How did he know how to pull off this scam? He Googled it. Seriously. Yeah. (laughs) We're kind of guilty of this, though, because you see those things pop up every once in a while where it's like, if you bought a toaster between 1987 and 2004, you're entitled to $20. You're like, I might have bought a toaster, so I'd like $20. Did we ever get our TV tube money? Oh, that's right. We signed up for that, too. If you owned a TV between 1992 and whatever. Yeah. There was some toxic something in it. It takes like two years to get those things, but it'll be the easiest 20 bucks you ever earned. Co-op Kate, do you believe in love at first sight? Probably not. That's my answer. You're a Sean Mendez fan. Yeah, when you first saw Sean Mendez, what did you think? You haven't you haven't met him. There's a difference between like love and thinking someone's attractive. I believe in lust at first sight, but not love at first sight. So you're right. They could have hired Kate to do this. Stupid study. Yeah. Yeah, you, Kate's stupid. They could have hired her. No, I'm, <laughs> that's, that's not what, that's I what mean. it sounded like you said. No, that's not what I mean. A university did this study. They came to the conclusion that what some people think is love at first sight is more likely a strong physical attraction. Well, duh. Are you saying we like to look at attractive people? Is that what the study determined? Yeah, people were showing pictures of various strangers and were asked to rate their attraction to them. Those who reported having love at first sight, unfortunately, were also strongly linked to finding the person attractive. I don't believe it. It's more attraction. So love at first sight doesn't exist, except in the case of Matt and his wife. You knew the second you saw her, you're going to spend the rest of your life with her. That's right. That's the only case where that's been real, in case Natalie's listening right now. (laughs) So sometimes we're rambling away and we look over at co-op Kate and she's laughing sometimes. Yeah, she has a chuckle sometimes, but we're wondering, is the chuckle at us or because of us? Yes. Because we're two middle-aged men just doing our best. I've had teenagers approach me and say they listen to the show, which is fine, but are they like, listen to these two old idiots try to be young? So which is it? Um, no, I think you're actually okay. funny. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You like she us? Thinks, she thinks I'm funny. I'm totally updating my status, guys. Maybe it's just a nervous laugh, or maybe she just feels bad for us. That we're saying this live on the air. Yeah. And poor guys, they're not actually funny and they think they are. What yeah. That kind of laugh. It's like when grandpa says something really sexist and you're like, ha yeah, grandpa, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, and then okay. you look away and on the car ride home, you're like, ugh. Or if you're at a comedy show and they're just tanking. So you're more laughing at how awkward it is. Yeah. And also she needs the credit. She's in co-op right now. <laughs> yeah, so it's in her best interest to laugh. Yeah. We'll, we'll give her good marks. In a job interview for college or something. <laughs> Name three qualities. She'll be like, well, I can shut my mouth when two unfunny idiots are around me. <laughs> you're hired. So this was happening at a British prison. They found a way to get in the drugs, stuffed to the criminals, hollowed out rats, sewed them back together, and threw them over the wall. Smart, because if I was a prison guard and I saw a dead-ass rat on the ground that was stitched up, I'd be like, ew, you, the prisoner, you go get that. They found five mobile phones and chargers in these rats. How big are these rats? R-O-U-S's, rodents of unusual size, perhaps. Three SIM cards, cigarette papers, and a large amount of drugs. Prison coke. So authorities started to grow suspicious when they found bodies of 
rats with long stitches along their stomachs. Wouldn't they be first suspicious seeing rats flying over the wall? Yeah, they're evolving, man. I yeah. blame climate change. But then the rats are getting bigger and bigger, people sneaking in their guitars, bigger <laughs> iPhones. Like, I got a Samsung Note 9. That thing is huge. You'd need, like, fat guinea pig flying over the prison walls. Pigs. Small cats. <laughs> <laughs> the animals are just getting bigger and bigger. Literally ratted out. Who gives a rat's ass? <laughs> Literally. Maybe they just thought it was Mighty Mouse. So you know my wife. She's probably the sweetest, interesting, she's intelligent, not hard to listen to. You don't have to sell me on your wife. Okay. I, I like her already. I was having this conversation over the weekend, and I think I was in a rush, not feeling that good. She was telling me a story of a conversation she was having with the neighbor. So first half of the story was all the information I already knew. She was going over it again. She was explaining to me what she was telling the neighbor. All I needed to know was the neighbor's response. And so I made the mistake of saying, can we skip to the information I don't know? The end. <laughs> can we please move this forward, can, can sweetheart? Can you just get to the point? You're wasting breath. Just And I said this out loud. Sometimes I'm thinking that, but I don't say it out loud. And I got to thinking, I think the reason I said that was just several years of conditioning by social media, YouTube, Netflix, the whole skip ad button. You blame smartphones on this. I'm blaming our short attention span due to social media. We're so used to skipping to the end of the video and, yeah. and get to the point of it. And sometimes in real life conversations, we want to skip to the end. We want them to get to the point, but we don't have that skip to the end button. So and, it, and it, it's rude to click it if in, you did. In conversation with your wife, you tried to skip to the end. I did. And, and I it thought, hurt her feelings. And I was analyzing this for the rest of the day, thinking, why did I do that? That was so rude. That's the only thing I can think of. I was looking for the skip ad button with my wife's conversation. Sweetheart, this conversation's like an ad I'd like to skip. So if we could do that. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and she was a little bummed out and then you felt you came in here slump shouldered you felt bad i did feel bad because i thought what a rude thing to do to someone because usually when you're having a conversation with someone it's about the connection you're having with them it doesn't even matter the point of the conversation right half the time yeah Sure. Our whole job is to condense stories and get to the point as quick as we can. And I feel like this has bled into my real life. I had to apologize to my wife. Honey, this conversation wouldn't fly at work. You know how upset Fatty would be? You're talking far too much. <laughs> no, I, and, um, and this made me reflect. Yeah. Because I do this with people too. My, usually my mother, she's a storyteller and a bad one. So when she's telling stories, I'll kind of give her the like, you know, oh, directors yeah. of TV shows will give you like the, come on, let's wrap yeah. it oh, up. Oh, you gave her the roll with your, the roll oh, with your fingers. Yeah. It's like, the, let's, let's wrap the story up. You it's need to apologize for it. There's no doubt that's hurt your mom. Oh, it's just so, she's such a bad storyteller. It made her feel less important. No, I love her stories, but I love when she tells them quickly. Good to have these reminders. Listen to your spouse, even if they're terrible at telling stories, just silently put up with it, bottle all that resentment down, and then bring it back up when you talk to a therapist. Save the skip ad button for YouTube. It's the first day of spring. Things are warming up out there. The temperature's changing in the ground. I think that's what causes sinkholes. Sure. Maybe not. We're not scientists. Whatever. But this happened. A woman was visiting her parents' grave. The ground suddenly gave way and she sank deep <laughs> within their grave. Can you imagine? So she bent down to fix a bow on a wreath on the headstone. Sinkhole forms, swallows her up. You would think it's the end of the world. That's nuts. And, of course, she's suing. Who's she suing? <laughs> her dead parents? The, the graveyard. Like, the graveyard has money? 
Because <laughs> she smashed her tooth on the tombstone as she fell. She cried out for help. And no one in the graveyard came to my rescue, she says. Why would you sue a graveyard? They're six feet under and dead. Ah, that wasn't a good joke. Yeah. So it's a warning. Watch out for sinkholes. Don't get hurt. Take a lesson from this lady. Could you imagine, like, sinking into your parents' grave? How'd you lose that tooth? Funny story. I was fixing a wreath, and then I fell on my dead father. I got sucked into my parents' grave. You know how it is. You're <laughs> you visiting know. your parents' grave, and you fall in. Happens. You see the deadly remains of your mother and father. You know how it is. Yeesh. We've all been there. Before Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, there was this thing called MySpace, the original social media platform. It was huge back in the day. I realized I still have an account. You looked up your MySpace and it's still there. Well, somehow my stuff is still there, but I'm reading in the news that you better check your MySpace. It's all gone. Everything uploaded since 2003, including 50 million songs. They were transferring from one server to another and lost everything, apparently. Damn. <laughs> That's kind of tough. But to be fair, it's it's probably good that younger kids don't know the plague that was MySpace. Imagine going to a website and the second it loads up, music starts playing automatically. It was a nightmare. MySpace yeah. was absolutely brutal. And it was a place where you could add other friends, but you didn't have to get their permission. You just added people at random. So there were some people with like 6 million friends on MySpace. Brutal. Yeah. It was that first social media platform that made you feel special, that you had friends. I have 600,000 friends. I'm popular. With None of their permission. But it's also maybe a warning sign that if you're relying on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, as a backup hard drive for your photos, this could happen there too. Rest in peace, MySpace. Two guys in Nebraska claim they had a divine intervention. They've been having some recent flooding there, some historic flooding, some evacuations. Waters finally went down, and in the middle of the field, they found a fridge. What was in the fridge? Full of beer. Didn't open during the flood? It was full of uh, bush light and bud light. Oh, that was just well, filled with water. Well, basically, but hey, whatever. They're considering it a miracle. It was clearly a pivotal moment for one of the guys. He said he took his first selfie. He was that drunk? <laughs> took his first selfie? But there's more. This fridge is a miracle fridge. They found the owner of the fridge. It came from a cottage downriver. Fridge had went through a house fire in 2007 and it worked following the fire. They moved it to the cabin because it smelled like smoke. So this fridge has been through a lot. Still full of beer. No the magic kidding. fridge. It's the magic fridge. The Lake Huron Center for Coastal Conservation, they're based out of Godrich and they do a great shoreline cleanup in Godrich every year. And there was one year, I think it was two years ago, they found not one, I think it was two or three deep fryers washed up on the beach in Godrich. Like the lake was just spitting them out. This isn't good for me, this deep fried food. A woman in Texas gave birth to six babies in nine minutes. What? She delivered an entire family faster than you can get pizza delivered. Seriously. And first of all, the chances of having sex toplets are one in 4.7 billion. That's a baby every 90 seconds. Incredible. Good Lord. But it's important to differentiate. Was it nine minutes at your kid's dance recital or like nine minutes watching Orange is the New Black? How fast were those nine minutes? Probably more like the dance recital minutes. It still flew by for her, I'm sure. Tough, tough. Nine drive-through minutes. Ooh, that's tough. Nine minutes on hold with Rogers on the phone or nine minutes driving down Nile Line? I'm sure it was the Rogers. 
Rogers. Oh, yeah, those are tough minutes. Nine minutes waiting for your parents on the curb or nine minutes on a roller coaster? Curb minutes for sure. Labor minutes. I'm sure they are much longer. We, Whenever we're going to a, a family function or you're going to something you know you're not going to like, how long are we going to be there? Is that two hours in labor minutes or is that Netflix minutes? So there's a family in the UK. They're looking for a nanny. They're offering $53,000 a year. Part-time job, too. Part-time gig for 53K. 50- Sign me up. Hey! There can't possibly be a catch that would deter me from taking this job. No, there's a catch. You gotta dress up like a Disney princess every single day. Okay, are we talking Jasmine with shoulder things, or are we talking Ariel with the shells on her boobs? Well, I think they want you to dress up as a different princess every day. Oh, that's great variety. They're gonna pay for the costumes. They just want their kids to live in a magical world. They think it's a great opportunity for someone to get really creative and fill the girls' lives with Disney all around them all the time. I just got to say feminist stuff and they'll pay for my Disney princess outfits? Yeah. Are they taking mail applications? Uh, Maybe. Does radio count as experience? Maybe you fit the part. I don't know. Would you do this, Kate? No. I would not. Co-op Kate wouldn't do this. No. (laughs) They want the girls to have some strong role models. Are Disney princesses strong role models even? Yeah. Mm. Not really. Some of them make bad decisions. I mean, some of them are, though. Ariel thinks that a fork is a a comb. Yeah, she's pretty (laughs) dumb. not very intelligent. Jasmine seemed kind of repressed. Belle was cool. Belle always had her face in a book, and people were like, women shouldn't read, and she's like, F you, buddy. Yeah, there's been... She didn't say that in the movie, but she implied it. There's a few good ones. She implied it, and she changed the beast's mind. I'm sure there are some other ones as well. Frozen? I never saw Frozen. Are they empowered? Uh, yes. I recall something about letting it go. I don't know much about Frozen. (laughs) I would say yes. And I look good in an Elsa dress. Never be short on ice cubes. An epic GPS fail. There was this man wanting to transport his meth from Montreal to Calgary. We've all been in that situation. You're in Montreal, you got a carload of meth and you need to go to Calgary. He types Calgary into his iPhone in Montreal. The navigation takes him to Port Huron's Blue Water Bridge. Oh, he had to cross the border. It took it took him through the U.S. Because it's shorter to go through the U.S. Yeah. He thought they were just coming across a bridge. Oh, looks like there's a river up ahead here. We, we have to cross a bridge. Oh, it's a bridge into another country. They get up to customs. I think he just thought it was a toll bridge. None of them had their IDs, which caused the police to search the vehicle. They found 10 pounds of meth. So now the GPS is taking them straight to jail. If you're driving from Quebec to the great province of Alberta with a carload of meth, don't go through the United States. It is boring going through the prairies. The best way to transport your meth is through the prairies on the Trans-Canada Highway. Highway 2, Matthew. No one even knows you're there. No one knows you're there. Have you ever really wanted to test a policy to the limit? I've done this. When I see all you can eat, I think it means all you can eat. I could stay there all day and eat if I wanted to. A lot of businesses have gone under because of the Hussey family. All is all. Your dad used to do this because there was nine kids and he would go to those restaurants. Oh yeah, we did the kids eat free restaurants with nine kids. And you know the restaurant management was like those dirty... Those children eat everything and they're so poorly behaved. There's a guy who went to a pet chain called Petco and they have this policy and it states it clearly on the window. We welcome all pets on leashes. So they brought their huge steer. These things can reach 1,600 pounds. It's an African Watusi steer. With the big horns. It's got horns bigger than most people in Huron <laughs> County. They, they brought it into the Petco, and the Petco was cool about it. Killed 12 people, so the story kind of has a sad yeah, ending. Yeah, next up, the China shop. 
the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast.